thing on? Can I even get this thing to work? Oh, oh. podcasts. What can I say? Schwartzy here. But thank God. Thank God somebody else is a professional in the game. Pro Wrestling Edge Podcast. Mm-hmm. That's correct. My boys, Dan Mac, Original Bro Josh. Nick the Gooch. Big Kazkis. My homies, they've got it on lockdown, homie. I'll tell you what, they're my most favoriteest podcast. So much so, they've even been kind enough to lend a long, hard, big hand to Flophouse Wrestling and all the other independent wrestlers on the scene. We just want to thank you for giving us a platform, skis. Mm-hmm. Big damn skis to you. So follow Pro Wrestling Edge Podcasts. It's available on all major streaming services, YouTube, Facebook, and even on the Twitter space. Yes, so follow them along. Mm-hmm. I'm silencing my phone. I'm good, dog. We are back. PWE is here. We got another banger for you. What's up, original bro? Ooh, what up, what up, what up, what up? How you doing today, bro? We're about to get a fucking blizzard, bro. Yeah, I know. They need to keep that shit up north. I don't like snow down here. I don't like snow going up north. What's up, Jaybird? Not much, man. Just enjoying the snow, unlike everybody in the fuck else, I guess. That's why that's why we love you and hate you at the same time. You fucking want snow. You want it to be cold. That's crazy. The name so nice, we gotta say it twice. Nick the Gooch. Nick the Gooch. What's happening, fellas? So if anyone don't know why we say Nick the Gooch twice. Got old Manser. Old Manser. When he gave us that shout out. He liked Nick's name so much he said it twice. Um, actually, he said it like three times. Yeah, yeah, he liked it. He didn't really like original bro. Nobody does. But he liked Dan O'Mac and he liked Nick the Gooch. I guess it's better than Nick Gage called Big Kaz Big Cause. Yeah. That's What's up, Big Kaz? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Dude, we got a banger for you tonight listeners brandon set this all up so thank you brandon for getting the liverpool lip earl joseph to come on with us tonight um it's gonna be a good time we got a little bit of time before he gets on there's a lot to fucking talk about do y'all see who's wanting to be in the fucking wwe i know we don't usually talk that shit is so you know he actually started training with fucking rikishi yeah so bow wow oh wow here's the thing so here's the thing when WCW brought in David Arquette, it was a laughing stock of everything because he didn't know how to wrestle. Now David cool. Arquette is actually wrestling and paying his dues on the Indies, and he won't go any farther than that. But you know Bow Wow is going to go straight to that main fucking roster because he's going to make money for WWE, just like Bad You're Bunny. He's about to be the Cruiserweight champ. Yeah. Did you all know <laughs> Bad Bunny's train at the Performance Center that he's supposed to have a match at Mania? Yeah, I heard that. Man. I heard that. Yeah, that was gonna happen, man. They do that all the time with famous people like that, though. You know, yeah. Like so, Gronk was last year, or yeah, before so, Gronk. Imagine Bow Wow. Pretty soon, next year or so, will probably be having a match at WrestleMania. 
that's one of the big problems i think with fucking wwe they have all this huge fucking roster of talent but they want to bring in retarded ass celebrities that have no fucking relevancy at all that they're just doing this just to get that relevancy back like fuck bow wow fuck bad bunny i think bad bunny and bow wow have a big enough fan base that WWE's not stupid. It's going to make them money. It's going to bring in people to watch it. That yeah. don't watch Bunny's it. Definitely got a big the problem fan. is Bad Bunny fans are going to watch, but is it good enough for them to stay watching after Bad Bunny does his shit? Probably not. I don't watch definitely it. I don't know not. how good it is, but I don't think I'm missing anything from the highlights. Well, I mean, is it the same thing as AEW having Shaq? Yeah, same thing. So it's like, if it, you know, and then you hear like the fans say, oh, WWE does this and AEW does the same thing, but I only watch AEW. I mean, both of them are kind of like in a stalemate right now. It's just kind of bland. <clears throat> Nothing really too exciting going on. I don't watch either one, but uh, I've, I've been seeing on, on social media this MJF Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara left the inner circle and him and MJF are about to have a – that's going to be a banger match. MJF and Sammy Guevara, that's the future of that company. And that's going to be a – I think they're doing it way too soon. Sammy Guevara is actually under some heat right now as well. I guess there's some uh, a backstage uh, incident that caused Sammy to get written out of a storyline with Impact. You know how – because Impact and AEW have their little split-brain contract going on. Yeah, I read about that, I guess – Jericho came with the idea of, well, he's he's quit the inner circle. Let's have him appear on Impact. And I guess the storyline that they wanted to put Sammy in, Sammy refused to do. And from what I'm hearing, like Dave Meltzer reported, Sammy should have refused it. It was shit. It was basically burying Sammy. So it wasn't helping Sammy long term and what AEW's got plans for him. So so Sammy's like, I'm not doing it. So I guess they're doing it with some unknown wrestler supposed to take that some guy I never heard of that they've brought in um impact, not from AEW, but somewhere else is gonna take that storyline on. I guess it wasn't anything about putting him in like having great matches with like I think him and Brian Myers would tear it up if they put him in Brian My- him and Rich Swan would tear it up. TJ Perkins and him would tear it up, but I guess they were going to do something really stupid with him, and it wasn't going to benefit AEW and forwarding his storyline, but I guess in the process, it did damage the relationship between Impact and AEW, but I'm excited. I don't know how much you guys know Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson and David Finley are going to be on Impact. Juice Robinson is the fucking man. That from um he's from New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's yeah, gonna I've be seen awesome. him in his matches with uh see was the first IWGP uh what is it US the one that Moxley has right now. Um, he was the first yeah. one, I believe. Was he the first? I'm trying to think. I think Cody was the I first. I want to say Cody was the first, and then um and then Juice and Robinson beat him. Beat him. Yeah, but Juice is a fucking beast he was in wwe and they totally misused him in nxt and yeah i I do remember him in nxt he'll say and i love i don't know how much you guys watch new japan but i love how they have after all the shows the oppressors he will even to this day be like fuck wwe so to see him on tv here in the states has got to really piss off vince mcmahon because 
he's been very open. And Juice Robinson is, I mean, some of his matches he's had with Lance Archer and John Moxley and, and, and uh, Naito and Tanahashi and uh, Takahashi and Tanahashi. He's the man and it's going to be exciting to see what he does on impact. But is that enough talk about WWE and impact and AEW? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I do know, uh, I guess rumor has it, Ty of Valkyrie signed with fucking uh, NXT. Oh, did you guys also hear Blake Christian sign with NXT? Yes. Yeah, I did oh. see that. He'd been working with Impact on a per appearance deal, and I guess, but his girlfriend got signed and was in the last class. Uh, she, I don't know what she goes by in WWE, but it's Elena Black. She got yeah, signed and. She she was in the last class, and now Blake's going to be in the next one. Blake Christian we, is, is. We amazing. were speculating during the fight forever because he fought the career for first title match against RSP. That yeah, was, that was the main main event. That was the final match of all twenty four hours. I think a lot of people thought because he's been on Impact that he was just going to sign with Impact, but yeah, I did. I said that on here. Oh, did you? Yeah, but I think it's. Yeah. I mean. His girlfriend's there. He's getting signed there. I mean, I guess, I mean, good for him because he's going to be making money once he gets to the main roster. But um, it'll be nice to see him more on Impact. But that is what it is. Because if he's on Impact, we could see him on AEW. We could see him at New Japan. So he would have that, more of a prominent role. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, he would have. I, well, I don't know. It seems like Impact is is filling up pretty quickly with everyone they got. You know, uh, Matt Cardona just signed there. I mean, he officially yeah. had signed with Impact after making some appearances. So, I don't know. They're, they're, it's it's kind of a full plate there at Impact now, too, with all the guys that left WWE. Well, that's enough of that shit. Moving on down. Um, well, we got some shows coming up around. Yeah. TKW's got one this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PWA also has one on Friday and Sunday, I believe too. And don't they? Sunday, so we have there's three shows. That's that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and um, isn't it Chuck versus Mickey bring weapons match Saturday at TKW? Yep. yep. And then there's a four four way tag team ladder match. So what so, is this stipulation in that? Because if you have a ladder oh, yeah. match, it's got to be for something. I think it's it's for the tag team championships. Oh, they have titles now for tag teams. Sweet. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty positive it's for the tag the TKW tag team so championships. Sean Tyler and Justin Pilgrim from the Purge. You got Road Rash and Ace from the Nomads. Uh, Capital Vices. Capital Vices, and who else is in that match? DTA, um, I believe. Is it DTA? It. Is it? Is yeah, it's it DTA? Which version of DTA is it? Tommy I think and it's Jack, Jack Price. And Tommy. It's Tommy, Tommy and, Jack, and Price. Jack Price are on the Crab Wrestling uh, WrestleMania weekend showdown in Tampa. They're in a tag team uh, scramble match down in Tampa. And then Schwartz is getting a shot at the TKW belt, taking on Mayor Freedom Ramsey. Man. He's gonna have his hands full with that one. I think that's the that might is gonna be the show that uh we make possibly. I think Saturday's gonna be there. I mean 
No, nothing against his talent. I'm not a fan of Mayor Freedom Ramsey. Um, Schwartzy needs to just take the title where it does, where it belongs around his waist. Take the title and run. Yeah, come back. Do a couple dab skis and and take that title and <laughs> and come back in March with as champion. Because I believe doesn't the winner of the Battle Royal get the next title shot whenever they're doing that Battle Royal? I think that's at the next show. I think, think so. So one uh in March. We got that last man standing match at um Pro Wrestling. Pro Wrestling Oscar. Where Zach Thomas Zach Thomas will get his nine. belt that he deserves. Um so yeah, we got some things start open back up. I know that they've announced did they announce the date for New Breed? New Breed's first show? I believe it's in May. I'm not sure on the date, but I think he said they locked up a location. And it's going to be, I think he said May. And then Horror Slams announced their first, they're, uh, they're doing a double hit on a double hitter. Um, Isn't that the, I don't know. March, March 13th. I was going to say March 13th sticks in my head. Yeah. The uh, first show is at four o'clock. So I'm assuming second show is like six, seven o'clock. Yeah, it's six thirty, I believe it is. It's the second show, Death Proof. You know, um, tickets are limited. Reach out to Rachel. I know they were running a thing where if you bought tickets to both of them, they give you some kind of a deal. But you have to talk to Rachel. So reach out to Rachel Green about getting tickets for that show. Um, yeah, it's actually one I might actually, I might be able to get requested off. So nice. I'm debating on going. Nice. I'm, uh, I'm making a second show. I'm not going to be there for the whole day, but I'm going to go to Death Proof. That's when, uh, pretty stacked. Some great matches. Briar defends his title against Tommy Vendetta, right? At yep. Death Proof. All right. Well, our guest is joining us, so let's get him on here. So he'll be joining us here. I got him linking up. So, yeah, it's a good weekend for wrestling here in Michigan. We'll a see lot of what, stuff uh, going. Is he with us? Can you hear hello. us? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? We can hear you, too. So, we're live. I mean, well, we're, we're recording. We're not live live, but we're recording. <laughs> um, so, I, I mentioned it earlier. We had the Liverpool lip. Earl Joseph with us. How, how's, how's it going, man? That's good. I was I was originally going to come at six thirty, the late the last possible moment. You you said I could join, so I'm glad I arrived early now because yeah. I felt bad otherwise. Yeah, no. Well, uh, we just like to BS a little bit and shoot the shit before our guest comes on. So so uh, we were just talking about some local stuff happening here in Michigan. Right, but well, I, can, uh, I can fuck off again if it suits. No, 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 no. We're <laughs> we're excited to have you, man. We you know we're excited to have you. So we wanted you on to to uh, let everyone hear learn a little bit about Earl Joseph and what he does. So I'm going to turn it over to the fellas and let them talk to you. And, and then I'll talk to you a little bit later on, man. So whoever wants to start with Earl, go right ahead. All right, Earl, we'll start myself, Josh and Jay Bird there. We know you, we met you down at flop house and uh, had the honor. We got to fill in for you to do some uh, ringside commentary. At the private Fuck. So, is that normally what you do with the companies that you work with, or you, you're doing some commentary and you're doing some in-ring stuff? Yeah, I've, I've done honestly, mate. I've done a bit of everything since I, I got into the biz. Um, 
currently I, I, I commentate for Flophouse. I, uh, I do the ring announcing and sort of uh, general keeping everybody together at AWR. <laughs> um, and at New Wave, I, uh, I, I book, run, organize shows as well. So uh, I also do social media for, for everybody and I do my own videos. So it's fair to say without sounding like I'm kissing my own ass. Yeah, I do everything. <laughs> yeah, our, our boy A7 has just put out a um, promo video that you had done for him. So, yes, uh, that was a lot of fun to put together. Uh, Ace gave me uh, gave me a lot of good footage. There was one <laughs> when I was when I was putting the highlight video together. He sent me his match with Rhino. He had I think in 2018 or 2019 uh, in Michigan. And there's a there's a moment I've actually got it saved to my desktop for for, <laughs> for later use. But there's a bit where he's he's taking Rhino out to the crowd. He he bangs his head on the table, and then he, as as Rhino's walking away, and Ace is chasing. This kid in the crowd out of nowhere just punches Ace right in the ribs, like full strength. Like he proper belts him, and Ace, like I mean, I say he sold it. It was it was a shoot punch, you know. So he doubles over for about two seconds, and I say, "You little fucker," you know. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we love Ace here, but yeah, he posted that and said that you did, it, and I was I wanted to make sure I talked to you about. Um, is that something you do for a lot of the talent? put the uh, promo videos together for him? Is that another one of your specialties? Yes, it is at the moment, actually, mate. Um, I've done a few, done them from Ace, done it for uh, Taryn, uh, obviously, you know, from Flophouse, and she, yeah. she's working for TKW on February 20th, as is my understanding. Um, I've done a load, Sam Knight, Josh Crane, um, and some others I can't even remember now. Oh, Nate Matthews, of course, who you, you will know from Flophouse, but I... Personally, I just think I have a very good, I, I've spent um, probably about 95% of my life since I was age 13 listening to music. So um, I have, I feel I have a really good ear for, for timing things with music and knowing where beats come and knowing where drops come and, and knowing how that accentuates a, a highlight video for a particular worker. So it is one of my, my current abilities, uh, very flexible, very affordable rates. Thank you. So yeah, that's another thing to reach out to Earl about. Um, yes. If you're looking for some promo uh, video work, uh, if you haven't seen the one with Ace Evans, a lot of our listeners follow Ace and go and go go check it out because it's it's really good stuff. Yeah, no, Ace, Ace is a, a good worker, a good guy, and um, we were due to to make the connection um, at Flophouse at the Player Haters Ball, uh, which was unfortunately postponed, as you're well aware. But yeah. I'm sure he and I will will cross paths in person again very very soon. We're getting a lot of talent going, you know, from our area down to your guys' area, working promotions in each state for each other and getting to really know each other in that sense. You know, like we've come down and we've met plenty of guys that are from, you know, your new wave pro and AWR Flophouse. They come up here and they wrestle at, you know, pro wrestling all-stars and um, Metro pro and a couple others in the area. So it's, it's kind of cool seeing those two come together from our aspect. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, and I tell you something, I think um, given given what's happened in wrestling lately, that is to say it disappeared for a few months. And of course, we've had the pandemic. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a pandemic on. Uh, 
But the um, you'll you'll find that a lot of new friendships and a lot of new alliances in wrestling have been have been created and forged, and that's not just um, a business necessity anymore. It's not just people coming together and going, "Let's make some money." It's people coming together because uh, they realize they have the same goals and ambitions, and they've also realized that we've seen wrestling maybe come to its lowest point in its history uh, in 2020, uh, whether whether it be independent or whether it be mainstream, WWE, AEW, uh, Japanese, British stuff. Wrestling really, really hit its, its nadir, its lowest point last year. And it's made people who care about the business and people who care about interpersonal relationships come together and, and, and fight for something that's actually worth fucking fighting for, for God's sake. Because uh, Lord knows we need some of that now. And to some people, uh, wrestling means the world. Whether you're a fan, uh, whether you're in ring, whether you're like me, backstage primarily, um, or whatever you do, you the 2020 has made a lot of people realize what what actually holds value and what's worth pursuing. And for a lot of wrestlers, a lot a lot of people have really upped their game. And I'm not just talking about in ring. I'm talking about uh, presentation, merchandise, promos, character perspectives, social media game. They've been kickstarted into action and they're the people that you're going to see rise to the top. So to go back to your point, man, uh, yeah, this crossover of talents from promotion to promotion, state to state, uh, man and woman, doesn't matter. Um, it's it's great. It's really good to see. And some of those flop house tapings, you've been there. There's a wealth of talent from all over the all over the country. And it, it, there's no barrier whether you're uh, man, woman, what color you are, what religion you are, what your sexuality is. It doesn't matter. Like, it shouldn't matter anyway. But now more than ever, it doesn't matter. And that's fine by me. So, Earl, let's let's take a step back. How long have you been in? Um, have you been in the business um, and doing what you're doing now? Honestly, not very long. Um, I've only been in this country since November 2018. Um, I moved to Indiana in on the 20th of November, 2018. I remember exactly. Um, Cause I, that was the day I went, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but I, I genuinely, uh, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. Um, but my, my entry into the business uh, only came in March, 2019. So it's been a very steep uh, and quick rise and growth and, and and chance to learn about myself as a person as a businessman um i learned about myself as a wrestler because i in my eighth match i broke my wrist and retired so you know <laughs> uh, you learn your limits as well so yeah but uh compared to comparatively speaking compared to other people uh really not not that long overall two two years next month it'll be nice and and uh new wave uh Let's talk a little bit about New Wave. Um, there's a, a is this am I correct that there's a studio taping you guys have coming out? Yes, and uh, I mean I'd be surprised if you ignored it because by my own admission we have carpet bombed with the advertising. Like <laughs> I, you know, I can see you smile because you know I'm telling the truth. Um, yeah, no, we do studio tapings on February 20th. We are going to be at Terre Haute National Guard Armory. It is um, an empty venue. Unfortunately, no fans allowed. So uh, anyone listening to this before the 20th, don't get your hopes up because uh, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Um, we will be taping three episodes, fingers crossed, of uh, Higher Ground, uh, which is our 
our television series that we started last year and became, uh, in my opinion, surprisingly popular on, on IWTV. But, you know, we're, we're back with a bang. We, our last taping was December 12th and we crowned um, Don't Die Miles as our new uh, Crossroads champion. And, but this time we're reverting back to the old school TV model. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, old school NWA or the NWA World Championship Wrestling broadcasts, um, WCW Saturday Night, the old ECW stuff. I love the television uh, studio vibe. I love the weaving of storyline, plot, exposition, dialogue in with the wrestling itself. And these tapings, I'm uh, maybe a week ago, I wasn't looking forward to them because it seemed really, really ambitious and maybe too much. But um, as of the last few days, I feel like I've really settled into the groove and I, I honestly can't wait. My only problem now is, of course, we, uh, you, you guys will know we're in the middle of a snowstorm across much of the USA. Uh, hopefully things will clear up over the next five days and we don't lose a lot of talent. So, um, but either way, it's, it's going to be great. Um, and we hope it's gonna it's gonna create enough content for New Wave Pro to to keep us satisfied over the next uh, weeks and months on IWTV. So hopefully, you know, these three episodes that'll cover us for for two three months, and then we can think about our next move because you have to strategically plan ahead in these times at the moment, especially as a wrestling company. Now you sent me pictures of the uh, the armory. That place looks huge. And when you guys had fans in it, what was the the capacity? We were honestly, we were doing about four hundred people in there before everything went south. Um, we were we were packing it out. Uh, January, certainly January twenty twenty, Feb twenty twenty, March twenty twenty, we were we were packed full. It was it was obscene how, how many people were fitting into that building. And now it seems like such a relic of a bygone age, having people standing next to each other. Um, it will be it will be different running these things at the armory with with no people there i'm prepared for that kind of walking on the moon vibe where there's no atmosphere and everything echoes um you know we were running the the other tapings in our arena also in Terre Haute, um which is smaller much colder um yes you guys yeah yeah no you're nodding i, <laughs> I wouldn't like that's that's like when the Russians used to send people like Dostoevsky to uh, to Siberia in exile. They'll send them to New Wave Pro if they if they break the law from now on. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, but the the armory is uh, fantastic, and I'm not just talking about the venue itself, but the the National Guard. It's a government facility, of course, and they were they've been really, really, really generous um, to to allow us to to run our show at the armory we have a really good relationship with them and we're very grateful and we'll do right by them and not only will we look after the venue but we will uh we'll put on some really good fucking wrestling as well well that's the name of the game put on some good fucking wrestling so so um, you were uh born and raised in the uk there what was the wrestling scene like over there was it is it big over there or is it like do you guys have indie wrestling how's that go over there yeah, we do. I mean, of course, there's always there's always an undercurrent. There's always a burgeoning uh, UK scene, and we saw that, um, and we knew it was good because WWE moved in and tried to take over the whole 
the whole enterprise with NXT UK and signing up all these great talents to contracts. But it's always been humming away. Um, I would say, however, there is always this... Um, you get a lot of road shows in UK wrestling and I've been to my fair share of them where it's, they call it, you know, that you'll look at the poster or the marquee and it will say American wrestling here at, here at the, in Liverpool or Manchester or London. And it will be the UK undertaker or someone who looks like the rock um, and a bald guy with a beard. And you go, well, that must be stone cold, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so there is like, so this, is it basically a, uh... WWE or WWF at the time was your main outlook of what you could actually watch over there? Yeah, I used to. Um, I mean, I I started watching in the late 80s because that's how old I am, right? <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, I'm 35 now. So, you know, around 89, 90, I started watching WWF superstars um, and primetime and all the other shows that we used to get, which... Trust me, as, as, a, as a child in 1919, Britain was so exotic. Like, you guys have got no idea <laughs> seeing all this stuff. Like, it's, it was like it was coming from another world to, uh, to someone like me, uh, which is part of the attraction. Um, it's through then, as I, as I did get older, and I, I, I made uh, friends who, who also enjoyed wrestling, we'd go to these independent shows, but... Overall, the, the, the mainstream American companies do rule the roost, obviously. You know, WWE is, is huge property. I haven't actually lived in Britain since AEW started, so I don't know um, I don't know if what television station they're on in Britain anymore, so I don't have an answer for that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very heavily American-influenced, and our, our I'll say the British independent scene does have these inflections of, British national character and you've seen you've seen the guys Pete Dunn, Tyler Bay, Trent, um, Trent Seven, all that lot. They they come over and they have a they exude, they give off a very particular air of Britishness, and that's that's what we always bring to the table. So yeah, you guys you talk about the indies over there in the UK. Uh do you see any type of like the death matches over there like you do do over here in the States or no, no. Um, one, because um, just generally speaking, um, I, I'm i kind of squeamish sometimes. <laughs> like, honestly, sometimes the sight of blood makes me go, oh, fuck, like I'm not feeling well. So uh, Christ knows what I'm doing in wrestling. Um, but no, I never, I never did see death matches. There are, there are hard, there is hardcore stuff uh, in Britain. Uh, I, I was in contact with a guy for a few years who used to do hardcore stuff and it destroyed his body. Um, but I would always look for the traditional classic wrestling, one-on-one, -on -one, big characters, bombastic music, stupid tights. You know, that's, I like the showmanship and the, the pageantry of the whole thing, really. Nice. All the well, deathmatch fights happen at soccer games over in the UK, huh? Well, not anymore, because they won't let any fucking people in, so no. <laughs> Watching, no, watching uh, the soccer now is like watching someone play a computer game on your TV, but you're not going <laughs> in. That's how fucking boring it is, you know? So, with uh, your nickname, uh, the Liverpool Lip, did you just uh, bring that over from the UK, basically? Or is there a story behind actually getting that name? Uh, no, it's 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 a self-administered name. I, I gave myself that name. Um, there's two things. Um 
My name, Earl Joseph, is supposed to be a really shit play on words because my original wrestling gimmick was, was Lord Britannia. So I did the whole Blue Blood, William, William Regal, Dave Taylor, far, 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 far thing, you know, handkerchiefs and British flags and stuff. Uh, and the, the, an Earl, to be an Earl is another royal title. So I thought that could be my alter ego. I'll be Lord Britannia in the ring and I will be Earl Joseph outside of it. Uh, and then Lord Britannia retired, <laughs> so I was stuck with this name. The Liverpool Lip uh, comes from two things. One, Muhammad Ali, who was the Louisville Lip, of course, uh, one of the greatest entertainers of all time, absolutely unbeatable. And two, I'm from Liverpool and never shut the fuck up. So, <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Was that your actual original intention getting into wrestling was to be a wrestler instead of the outside personality? I, and, uh, well, in, in hindsight, I, I will say no, because, because I, I know what happened and I know I'm not a good wrestler. There are, everyone is better at it, at it than I am. Like, that's fine, you know? Um, I can tell a wrist lock from a wristwatch, but don't ask me to fucking apply one. Um, the... The whole, the, I suppose the idea was I, I wanted, I knew I would always be better doing what I do, which is, which is running shows, organizing shows, booking, doing videos, doing interviews, doing ring announcing, doing commentary. That, they are my talents. I'm a, I'm a performer. I have a history of performance in my life. But I wanted to train and I wanted to bump and I wanted to work because I knew I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand the business properly if I didn't. Um, it hurt like fuck, honestly. <laughs> like I found it so difficult, and I it gave me more respect than ever for, for people who do do it. I see people do like six or seven matches a, a night sometimes uh, because I tell them to, and I go, "What the fuck's going on?" Um, but I knew as well I had to do it to get a, a new understanding of the business, and I also wanted the respect of other people. I didn't want to be one of those people who who pushes themselves into wrestling shows and they haven't worked and they haven't, they haven't hurt themselves. You've got to hurt yourself to really feel it. Like it's, it's not stupid to say that it's the truth. It's a painful business inside and out on your body and on your mind, if you let it and you have to experience that. Otherwise you, you won't understand it. I do hope to get back to some in-ring action, um, particularly this year, even if it's just a couple of matches, one a month, just to keep my, just to keep my fitness up and just to show that I'm still prepared to do anything um, to, to prove that I'm worthy of it. So we'll see how that goes. I need to, I need to cut down on this before I get back in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, who did you train with and where out of? Uh, I was, I, I was uh, trained with uh, Joey Kid Owens um, in Indianapolis, uh, people like TJ Kemp as well. Um, and they sort of put me on the right path to learning not just the moves, but I learned so much in terms of uh, psychology, in terms of, uh, you know, the most, what seems like the most basic thing in the world to a wrestler. Selling up to the corner is a great example. I, I didn't do that in my early matches because I, I didn't know and it didn't seem natural. Once someone just keyed me in once, it seems like the most natural thing in the world. And it makes a lot of sense. And I, I'm grateful to the people who did train me in those early days because it's allowed me an insight, not just in ring, but when I commentate, when I announce, when I when I book shows, I, I feel I have a more 
uh, in-depth knowledge of the mind of a wrestler. Jesus Christ, God help me, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like uh, like I said in, in my last answer, it, it just those those people at the beginning really really gave me the the benefit of the all-round experience and knowledge of, of the game itself. So you said you book for New Wave and stuff. Are you behind the curtain or are you out doing announcing and, and things as well at New Wave? A little bit of both. I am the I am the, the booker, although I'm, I don't want to apply that word to me because my inbox will fucking die now. Um, <laughs> it's already straining under the weight of it. Hey, Earl, I know we've never met, but uh, but I oh, know I'm kidding. Of course, people have to have to reach out and try. Um, I am also the on-screen general manager. Um, I'm trying to do my William Regal thing until the very end here. <laughs> So the reason why I wanted to ask that is we have a local, um, a local guy here that he used to be a wrestler and now he works behind the scenes and stuff. His name's uh, Matthew Priest. He works for a couple of the promotions, BCWA and Clash, and he's told us that he um, prefers to be outside of the curtain. He prefers to do commentary while he's booking the show you know behind the scenes because he wants to hear and feel the fans reaction when you were able to have fans there um do you feel the same way that when you're out there when we did have fans uh did that help give you a good a, a perspective of what the fans like compared to just being in the back oh absolutely um it's it, there's also a, a personal thing to it in as much as i personally am not satisfied with just I, writing something down or telling other people to do things like I, I have to be involved. <laughs> like I have to, I have to put my own shine on things. And uh, to use your example that you quoted, yeah, when we did have crowds, particularly from July to November last year, um, you know, not only did we have crowds that were just glad to be back and enjoying live entertainment, the crowds out in Terre Haute, Indiana for New Wave are red hot. Honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't love them anymore. They 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 come and they just they do it. They are the archetypal wrestling fan. They cheer, they boo, they don't have, you know, smart ass chants. They're not always trying to look to get themselves over. They just immerse themselves in the show. And for that I'm forever grateful. Um but you do um your your friend there, Matthew Priest, is correct. You as a as a booker, as a showrunner, as an organizer, as the as the head of something. You want to put things to paper. You want to direct people. You want to delegate jobs. But then you've got to, you want to sample some of that success as well, right? It's only natural to do that. And you're not going to be, there's also the fundamental aspect of you're not going to be involved in wrestling if you're not a selfish attention hog, right? <laughs> like maybe maybe people won't admit it as freely as I do, but it's true. Um, and so the, the logical conclusion of what you do, which is to say putting on live entertainment shows, wrestling specifically, of course you're gonna wanna suck in some of that, some of that, uh, you know, admiration and you, it's like a drug as well. That's, that's another thing that a lot of people don't talk about. The, just the mere act of walking out the curtain and hearing cheers or boos, but seeing people react to something that you individually and you as part of a team has created, it's like a drug. Honestly, you feel it in your veins. Um, and for me, uh, because I'm a sort of high adrenaline, don't stop kind of person, 
it's great. It feels really fucking satisfying. <laughs> so I'm always looking for ways to to indulge that. And and Matthew Priest is correct in saying what I think he stopped short of saying is that he enjoys doing it and feeling that reaction and being out the front, but it's also a compulsion. It's an addiction. And that's the key thing. So you have a big part in New Wave. We know your role with Flophouse. We talk about Flophouse all the time. We love we love Schwartzy. We love everything that he's doing there. The opportunities he gives to people that maybe aren't getting the opportunities that they deserve other places. Uh, what other promotion are you involved with, AWR? That's right, AWR, Asylum Wrestle and Revolution out of uh, Emerson Theatre, Indianapolis. Uh, I'm the ring announcer and um, everybody's therapist. <laughs> <laughs> So is that the three major ones that you work with? Yes, well, it is at the moment. I, um, I've worked with Upstart Pro based out of Indianapolis as well. A good little promotion run by a, a chap named Thomas Wayne Oliver. He's a very close friend of mine, actually. Excuse me. Um, I'm trying to think who else. They're, they're the three I'm currently involved in. Um, and I think that's more than enough at the moment. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, we, we'd love get to get you over this way to Michigan yeah. some too. Oh, please. I, I honestly, um, I'm, I'm lucky enough. One of my ambitions this year was to do a couple of out-of-state dates, um, at least. But by time uh, January had finished, I'd, I'd already done two, uh, one in Illinois and one in Ohio. So the sky's the limit. Um, I would really love to come up to Michigan um, because I, Thanks to Flophouse in particular, and also AWR. Uh, I'm very familiar, not just with you guys, but a lot of the workers up in Michigan. And I have to say, obviously, I, I think Indiana is, is bursting with talent, but Michigan's really, really showing itself to be a, a real uh, Petri dish, a real breeding ground of great, young, diverse wrestling talents, which is exactly what he wants. Go ahead, yeah, the Metro Detroit area, Ohio area, they're starting to produce quite a bit of uh, good wrestling out here. So it'd be good to have you come out and interact and get I involved would, with some of those. I would genuinely love to come to Detroit. I, uh, I've, I've read about it. I've seen videos about it. I have a hundred different opinions based on those things I've read, but I've never experienced it. And I know it's historically one of the great American cities. It's the city that first kicked out the Ku Klux Klan, actually. They they were one of the first American cities to really push them out. So I mean that that's a that's a plus in my book any day. So being the big talker kind of guy you are, have you ever uh, thought about getting into being like a manager at all? Uh, yes. Yes, but then I lose my control over everything. So <laughs> no no um no that was that was a little facetious um i i would it's i don't actually have it's it's the one thing i don't have is managerial experience um and um i've seen people make the mistake of thinking that being a manager just simply means walking down and slapping the mat a bit and maybe like choking a guy on the ropes but it, you really are a part of, of of the match you are not separate from what's going on in the ring as a manager, you've got to know everything that's good. You've probably got to know everything that everybody else is doing, perhaps in, in some instances more so than, than the guys in the ring, because you've got to watch the ref. You've got to watch your two, maybe more guys. 
you've got to gauge the audience reaction. It's a real involved thing. When I, I would like to devote time to learning it properly. Um, but I think, I think I could do a decent job of it. <laughs> well, we, we have a guy here in Michigan that you could learn a lot from truth martini. He's one of the best at it. Oh, honestly, I, I, I've not had the pleasure of meeting him directly, but that is a name that comes up a lot in my time, certainly in wrestling. I've heard the name bandied about with only positive remarks. So, and um, should there be a time when I do come up north to, to, uh, to you guys, then, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to meet and, uh, and sort of learn from him as well. Yeah, he puts out some of that great Michigan talent that you were talking about from his wrestling school. But yeah, he he's... Uh, well renowned for being one of the best wrestler or the best managers in the game. I mean, he was a wrestler too, but just the psychology that he has, he's one of the top ever to stand in somebody's corner. So if we ever get you out here, maybe we can hook you up with them. And, uh, and uh, so you can sit and talk and see what you can do. So many people are receptive uh, in this business and, uh, Perhaps it's because of the way I talk and, and generally how I am, but I find I have a lot of easy conversations with people, particularly you guys. This has been one of the easiest conversations I've had in months. It's been great, you know? Um, so hopefully that, that trend continues. And anyone I've met in the Michigan scene, uh, unequivocally, like to a, to a man, to a woman, has been just really nice. Uh, and fuck me, that's a rarity. So I'm, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. Well, I'll tell you what, Earl. When we started this podcast, I told a story how, you know, a lot of people that do podcasts and stuff always wanted to be a wrestler. You know, I never wanted to do that. I used to sit and I used to book WrestleManias when I was a kid with storylines or whatever. So I'd love to have an opportunity to sit down and talk with you and just talk about wrestling. Obviously, we don't have time tonight to do that or we would. But that guy I mentioned, Matthew Priest, I've had conversations with him about wrestling and about how um why things happen the way they do and i'd love to get an opportunity to sit down with you and talk some wrestling because like i said never wanted to be in the ring the booking and the storytelling is what intrigues me so i could talk with you for hours so i'm looking forward to that day where i get to do that with you well that, honestly that's really kind of you thank you uh, I, w- I wish we'd have had a little opportunity to talk uh, more at flophouse but obviously as you remember that day was just go 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 all the way through um <laughs> I hope you guys are, are going to come down um, to a Flophouse taping again soon, actually. Well, I hope we can I'm make it out so to Flophouse. <clears throat> and we would love when you're allowed to have fans back at New Wave, you know, coming and checking out New Wave and seeing what's going on there. Josh, do you have anything well, you, for them? You guys yeah, are welcome. Once New, Wave. once New Wave has fans again, please come down, set your stall up. Do your podcast, do what you did for Flophouse anytime. Like we, we I and we at New Wave uh, are like anyone else who's who's got half a brain in this business. It's about cooperation. So well, we definitely appreciate that and we'll definitely take you up on that opportunity. Yeah, with uh new rave coming up on your next uh, TV tapings, it seems like that's kind of a theme with a lot of new debuts happening that night. Are you trying to go and get the young guys and let the young guys get a shit at the table? seat at the table and show what they can actually do and give them a chance. Absolutely. I, I, I came up with a motto for myself this week. Why recycle when you can create a new, why, 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 when, you know, and this, there, 
I'm sure there are people that would that would look at that kind of strategy and, and feel aggrieved that they haven't been booked. And that's just a normal reaction. But um, I, I want to emphasize the new in new wave, um, if that doesn't sound too corny. <laughs> but I am a genuine believer in uh, the power of, of youth and the power of hunger and how that can be prosperous for all. And that's not necessarily just talking about getting people in, making them do what you want and leave them. But the, the people I've brought in, I have spoken with in person. I've seen them wrestle in person. This isn't just a shot in the dark. These are young talents who, not just because there is a, um, or rather, people will, uh, before COVID, let's just say that, people would have complained about a lack of opportunity because of politics, because they feel that they don't get on with certain people or whatever. No, a lot of people have just lost opportunities because of circumstances outside of their control. And while I don't see myself as the, uh, the sort of Jesus messianic figure here, um, I do believe that I am trying very hard to bring people together. There are, there are young guys and girls out there who are fucking crying out to be seen and to be heard. Um, and there are a few that I've picked up for these studio tapings that um, I, I have a pre-existing relationship with. And I know, I know in my heart they'll do a good job. And I know you guys as fans and I know people watching on IWTV will, will see the effort and the determination just to put on good wrestling matches. So it's time to make use of that for Christ's sake. Uh, there's also another saying, you know, I see a lot of, I see a lot of posters now and they'll say like, uh, A versus B, first time ever. Just because it's first time ever, it doesn't mean you have to do it. <laughs> now, what are some of the matches you on the card for yourself? Do you ever differentiate yourself from announcer to commentary at all? Like when I'm announcing, I have to use, I have to talk with this tone of voice. But when I'm on commentary, I'm more like myself. I'm more the Liverpool lip. Or is there any kind of difference? That's a very good question. Thank you. Um, when I'm an announcer at AWR, um, it is more about speaking loudly with brevity and with punch. You go, ladies and gentlemen, did you enjoy that match? Well, shut up, because here's another one. You've got to keep them going and going and going. Um, with commentary when I do Flophouse and I've, I've done some commentary for New Wave as well just when no one else could be bothered um, it's uh, I like to I like to make it more of as you say the Liverpool lip I, uh, you will have heard the, the Flophouse commentary I, I bring in a lot of really obscure references and like to make a, a series of very weird jokes uh, that's the real me so <laughs> So, Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, or, or did you have any like um uh how I gotta say uh inspiration like um dude you looked up to like first heard on the radio or something and, and you're like you know what I can do that shit a million people honestly um and I'm just gonna talk about some influences outside of wrestling because I find that's more interesting um I am a huge fan of authors like Philip K Dick uh, William Burroughs. Um, I'm reading a, a lot by David Brin at the moment. Um, I'm also my my all-time hero. My all-time hero is a is a, a, a guy called Mark E. Smith, and he is the vocalist and, and writer of a, of my favorite band of all time. They're called The Fall. Um, 
They're this English band that were going for about 40 years. Very strange, very obscure. But uh, his writing, people like him, people like Lou Reed, Hunter S. Thompson. Um, I, I love writers and artists who have an edge, a really intense edge uh, that doesn't allow them to ever stop and always look to formulate new ideas. And it's not outside of the realms of possibility to bring that weirdness, that intensity into wrestling and offer a different perspective. Go ahead, Brandon. Now for your, we're going back to the taping for this weekend. Is there any matches that you're looking forward to that you could talk to us about? I don't know if there's any surprises. You don't have to let us in on any of that. Uh, but what's, just, what's laid out right now that you could talk about? I'm just looking at the at the run the run-in sheets to see what I can and can't say. <laughs> All right. Well, I can tell you some great matches we've got plans. We've got a. Um, uh, we've got uh, our, our new Wave Pro champion, Solomon Tupu. He's going to be taking on Ace Perry at the tapings. Um, we've got Nate Matthews taking on people like Kevin Geezer. We have uh, the original Sins, our tag team champions in action. We've got Sage Phillips versus Jordan Dye. You guys are very familiar with Jordan Dye, of course. Yep. Um, we've got Don Dye Miles. He's going to be defending his Crossroads championships a lot as you'll find out on Saturday. <laughs> uh, uh, but we've got other talent. Uh, we've got New Way Pro has become a home for uh, Black and Brave graduates, Black and Brave wrestling school run by Seth Rollins and Marek Brave. Um, and we've got Solomon Tupu is a graduate, but we, we've got four guys in particular that I'm really excited uh, to have used and um, to bring in. We've got Conan Lycan and Jay Marston returning to New Wave Pro. We've also got Campbell Myers and uh, Gunner Brave debuting um, at New Wave Pro. Two extremely fucking good talents from the same school again. So um, basically, I'm just trying to get a, a, a pipeline from Iowa to Terre Haute so I can just get all this talent, really. Uh, <laughs> we will also... Um, when is this going out, by the way? What, what date is this going out? It's going to go out Wednesday of this week, so in two days. Okay. I won't say any more in that case because I was about to say something really revealing. Uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but all I will say is we are taping three episodes of Higher Grounds. We've got all this talent. Uh, Sage Phillips, Eric Dillinger, Tanner Keeler, Joey O'Reilly, Ace Perry, Aaron Atlas, Stonedar Miles, Kevin Geezer, Campbell Myers, Solomon Tupu, uh, Tyler Lydell, Meansick Michaels, Matt Brannigan, everybody. Uh, we even have Zodiac. Uh, coming back to New Wave Pro for the first time in around 12 months plus. Great veteran, great guy, someone that you just want to lean on and draw that experience. He's got 20 years plus in the ring. Why Why wouldn't you use him? Um, but these three episodes, they will have a continuous arc. It's a trilogy of episodes. There will be a storyline that begins in episode one and concludes in episode three, which is why I'd stop myself talking because I was about to say something really fucking spoilerific then. So. <laughs> So where can all our listeners find New Wave out there on social media? Shit. Um, you will find us. Uh, I don't know the specific like handles. Just put New Wave Pro into Facebook or Twitter and you'll find us, I think. So uh, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter is where you're at? Yeah, we have Instagram as well. It's it's honestly just a case of putting New Wave Pro and you will, you will know who we are there. Yeah. Um, I would also really, really um, recommend checking us out on IWTV. 
um, use promo code new wave for a free trial. Um, while I'm here as well, I just want to plug, uh, my, my other interest, Flophouse Wrestling, man, you guys talk about this stuff all the time. So I'm sure I'm, uh, I'm sure I'm not treading on any new ground, but like their shows, uh, since certainly since, um, the, it was September and then they had them in December. So, uh, since the December shows, it's been a great run. Uh, I, I, I'm flattered to be a part of it. Uh, I'm flattered that Schwartz and Randy brought me into their into the fold, and they've they've made me feel like a, a key part of what's going on, um, as they do with everyone. They make everyone feel included and wanted there, which is rare. So, um, you know, we're we're going to be taping with Flophouse on the twenty first of February. So I've got a whole day of taping this Saturday, then a whole day of taping this Sunday. <laughs> Um, but it's totally worth it. And also AWR, we're doing the Emerson Theatre uh, Saturday, February, Sunday, February 28th. Uh, we've got Dale Patrick's, Mickey Knuckles, Phoenix Kid, Aidan Blackheart, Charlie Cruel, Max the Impaler, Don't Die Miles, The Original Sims, Justin Carl, Lord Crew. You can't miss any of these shows. That's the thing. Everything I've just said is unmissable. So you said that uh, the the uh, free trial on IWTV is New Wave. Yeah, is the promo well, code? Yeah, the promo code is New Wave, or the promo code is Flophouse, or the promo code is AWR Life. It just depends which one you like more. Well, but there you go. Trial. You can get three uh, free uh, trials there and use all three of them. And I use that. Yeah, three email addresses, three codes, fifteen days free on IWTV. But I didn't tell you that. So. <laughs> we told you that. <laughs> So Earl, we appreciate you joining us. Um, we'll have you back um, in a few months and we'll talk again. Like I said, we could talk all night long. Um, and I know you got a show to um, three shows to put together for Saturday for that taping. So yeah, I just finished writing the script this morning. <laughs> nice. So when is there a date yet on when it'll be the first episode will be available on IWTV? Ooh, no. Um, but then I also think that time isn't of the essence at the moment. I want to take just because of the nature of it last year, we had the live shows and it was, it was a case of the shows happen, get it on the TV before, before spoilers happen. But now because it's a close set, we can take our time and I really, really want to work on the presentation and the thematic concepts of the show and even the aesthetics. If it takes me a month to put the first one out, I don't give a shit as long as it looks good. Like I, one of my other heroes is Axel Rose, right? And we all know how long that fuck it takes to get something done. So, <laughs> so definitely go follow New Wave on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to, to find out when that first taping will be out. Yes, because I'd like to know as well. So. <laughs> so earl we thank you like i said we'll have you back on and we'll talk more wrestling with you and talk more about new wave awr and flop house with you we appreciate you and hopefully thanks a lot it's been a real honor to be with you guys I, I genuinely love what you do uh it was a pleasure to meet some of you at flop house and i know our paths are going to cross again multiple fucking times this year so i as i say to everybody who meets me you're stuck with me now so. hey and we're perfectly uh -huh. fine with that yeah like we said when uh when you're allowed fans back we'll uh make a trip out for new wave and and uh do our thing for you and hopefully we uh do you justice like we do for schwartzy 
Please do. I'd love that. I'd love that. But thank you so much, guys. And uh, I'll be I'll be sharing the shit out of this when it's arrived. Don't worry. All right. We appreciate you, Earl. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, man. It was great seeing you again. You too. Take care. Wow, I love that, that guy. That was a good interview. That was the Liverpool lip Earl Joseph. Man, I feel like he had so many stories he could have told us. But then we would have had like an eight episode. We could do a saga with him. That's why I said we're definitely going to have him back in a few months to talk some more uh, some more wrestling with him. Because, like, you know, he's another guy like Priest. I could talk to all night long. And, and we nice could have been here for table, you know. Earl Joseph, Matthew Priest. <coughs> That's Joseph what we need Smith. to make happen. Earl Joseph, Matthew Priest, sitting down. A little wrestling roundtable talk. That's right. Um, so like he said, New Wave Pro Wrestling. They're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go follow them. Go follow AWR, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Flophouse, of course. Josh and, and Brandon are uh, repping Flophouse hoodies so so yeah um yeah that was awesome i can't wait to see what new is going to come out a new wave and when he gets these tapings ready and the first one gets up like i said it may take a month but uh if he has anything to do with the production like he does those promo video and if you're in the business and you're looking for a promo video Earl is the man to go to. I'm telling yes. you, if you haven't seen A7's promo video, go check it out. Taryn's was awesome as well. Josh so, Crane had a good one too that he did. I haven't seen Josh's, but if it's if it's like Aces and Taryn's, then it's top notch. So reach out to Earl for that if you're in the business and you're wanting some promo videos made. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely get him back on and talk some more wrestling with him. I mean, we could get into he'd be an interesting conversation not to have anything to do with wrestling, just about his other interests. So we'll definitely get him back on a few more times. Like he said, our paths are going to cross. Um, but yeah, Brandon left us. Yeah, it looks like, well, it. Brandon's out. Brandon. Bye, Brandon. <laughs> so, uh, Peace. so, uh, I do want to give a few shout outs, um, on this episode that we, um, need to give out Clarence Wilson. Um, if you don't know who Clarence is, Clarence is, uh, someone we've met through Brandon. Brandon knew him. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel called the Clarence experience and he, oh, he, uh, Brandon's telling me he froze. So he, he pulled himself out. Um, but yeah, if you, uh, go check out the Clarence experiment on YouTube, he did a nice shout out to us in an opening to his most recent video and then another promo for us. Um, good dude. So, uh, go yeah, check out. It's pretty entertaining over there on YouTube. He does parodies of like the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. He does some cool wrestling stuff. promos. He does some cool stuff and he's coming out of the shell. So, uh, he's, he's got some, uh, some good stuff going on over there. So check him out. Also want to shout out Atlas and Jamie. And Kenny and Tiffany, um, Kenny Urban and Atlas Hightower, they're significant others. Both of them got engaged over the, over the weekend. Uh, we've had both Kenny and Atlas on, and um, and we're big fans of both of them. So uh, K- 
congrats to them and shout out to them. Anybody else got some shout outs? I did at the beginning, but I completely forgot what I was going to shout out. Shout out again, man. Just do Flophouse Schwartzy. Man, if you don't know who he is, it was uh, Look Him Up, man. Everyone knows who Schwartzy is. Start, man. So, uh, Jordan, do we have a release date yet on your OnlyFans? No. You're still thinking about it? I don't really think yet. I'm still working out. I'm trying to get cut before I uh, jump on it, man. I don't want anyone to be looking at a two by four. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotta be cast iron, man. I just did leg day today. My legs hurt. Trying to get an ass. So, our squats. You know, Jordan's new to the podcast, and we really haven't. I never had an episode where I interviewed Jordan. Like, I interviewed Josh and Nick on one, then I interviewed Brandon on one. Maybe we need to do that, Jordan. Just me and you, and I need to do an interview so our listeners learn more about Jordan. Um, and I'll keep it clean because this isn't only fans or Patreon, so I'll keep it clean. But maybe we need to do that for our listeners. But uh, what I was going to say is Jordan's um hitting the gym practically every day. He's trying to get cut so he can start that OnlyFans. And what did he say? He didn't want to look like his brother. I think that's what he said. He didn't want to look like Josh. That's what he said. He didn't want to be fat <laughs> like his fat ass brother. You got two of me sitting next to me right now. That's true. <laughs> I look like I ate him <laughs> pretty much want to know what i look like oh it's short hair now and yeah no think beard. a skinny version of me with no beard and a lot better looking too i doubt that one that one's, <laughs> true. That one's, true. That one's all rumor people that's a rumor <laughs> so jordan's into that jordan's into uh getting cut and 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 uh going to the gym he said he's trying to get a butt I don't know about that, but um, trying to get an ass. Nick the Gooch, what's going on with you? Not much, man. Um, back on the topic of shout outs, I want to shout out Sean and Lisa Stockmeyer for putting in the work that they did on our new uh, our new order of shirts and whatnot for everybody who ordered one. Yeah, we uh, we got some we're shirts. Picking them up here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get them pretty soon and. Josh will get them to me, and I'll separate everything and name it, and and uh, so we'll start getting with you to to get them to you, the ones that have them that ordered them. So uh, good stuff there. Um, yeah, Brandon uh, said he had was having some issues, so he he froze, so he jumped off. Yeah, yeah. There was a point in the middle of the podcast, like. I thought we froze too. Well, yeah, Josh has that. Um, I use a hotspot. Josh has that door. sketchy internet. Um, Trailer park energy. Yeah. yeah. Mobile home. Community. I got that player play appeal. <laughs> so, oh, Gucci just that. been working. That's all I ever do, man. No, fucking work. I think uh, Brandon's bringing me the computer. Thinks I'm the IT guy. Oh, I hear it. Wrong hey. button. Wrong button. Nope. Tell me, I lay off the OnlyFans. Who am I it's making fun of, Jordan? <laughs> Brandon. I think the only, there's Brandon. I think the only person I was making fun of was you and Josh. I was letting you guys make fun of each other. I got an order. Oh my god. But, I just uh, scheduled a tattoo, man. I'm pretty geek, dude. You what? 
Yeah, I'm getting a tattoo. I'm getting my Spirited Away tattoo. Pretty fucking pumped about it, man. If anybody knows what Spirited Away is. We, really have, good no, movie. we have no clue, but you're getting a tattoo. Nice. Right. Yeah, uh, when are you getting another this? one. When are you getting this tattoo? July 1st, man. I'm sorry, when? She's booked up then. July 1st. July, July 1st? Yeah, she's booked, man. The My tattoo chick that I've been dying to get a tattoo from, actually, since I moved back to Michigan. She finally squeezed me in. Pretty excited well, about it. If you want to get in sooner, we might be able to get with AVZ, because remember, AVZ's girlfriend is a tattoo artist, so... Uh, but I would like to yeah, info on that because I'm looking to get a tattoo myself here. I'm I think I'm going with a half sleeve here soon. Oh, nice, nice. Yep, I got a I got a lot of blank space around Wisconsin. I got to fill in. So, uh, did you hear? Speaking of <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin a blank space. <laughs> there's been a blank space for years. <laughs> Gooch, I just want to say that the opinions of Josh do not reflect the opinions of pro wrestling edge and Dan O'Mac. So, uh, remember that that was just Josh that said that not, not all of us as a collective group, but See, I wasn't even making the green Bay thing. I was just instating that it's been a blank arm for years, but now since you're on the subject, so no, let's move on from that. Let's talk about it's something. Like, it's, Wisconsin is literally what? just the outline. It's not what's rep arm. On his forearm, that would be cool. So let's talk a little bit yeah, of let's talk a little Green Bay related talk here. Um, I don't know when JJ Watt got released, they said, Oh, he's done deal going to Pittsburgh. I'm hearing today that it's probably gonna be Green Bay or Tampa Bay where JJ Watt's gonna go. Um Mike Evans is trying to restructure his deal in Tampa to bring him there, but I heard that uh going to Green Bay back home where he went to college at is is a real real uh consideration for jj watt so uh imagine if you guys can pull jj watt there gooch brandon just said he don't want him you don't want him no be like that's fine bring him on to the team so they were i was reading that article about the odds of where he's going to I was reading an article about the odds where he's going to go. You know, it was always, always going to Pittsburgh with his brothers because that's where his brothers play. But they actually have Detroit's odds is like 0.02 chance of getting J.J. Watt. And Tampa Bay and Green Bay had the had the biggest chances of getting J.J. Watt. I mean, if he's not right. Green Bay, like, hopefully it ain't the same old story with him, but – Oh, no, just almost wins MVP all, every single year. Only help gets, like, six touchdowns for a defensive end. Yeah, oh, the same when thing every year. J.J. Watt is a freaking stud. He carried that franchise for Pete's sakes. How many linebackers can carry a franchise? It's not a lot. Yeah, he can't win the big one, but he can't do that on your own. Well, He goes up through, He goes down south, takes a big pay cut, plays a big time. They'll be passing this Lombardi trophy boat to boat to boat back to back. Boat to boat back to back. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys see that? That was cool. So I, you, you, one, you know, I it have a bone to pick too. I have a bone to pick about this Tom Brady bullshit. So the last episode I talked how upset I was about Tom Brady winning and and you know, people like Josh and Jordan worship him like he's the second coming of Christ and the Lord and Savior and all that. 
Guess who I got a message from? Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Tom Brady? No, I didn't get a message from Tom Brady, <laughs> but I got a message from one Jeremiah Goldmane blowing me up about how Tom Brady is the GOAT and he would love to have Tom Brady part of 24 Carat Lion Productions. I love you, Jeremiah, but please stay out of my DMs about Tom Brady. We can talk about <laughs> anything else. But let's not Everybody talk about Tom Brady. Everybody just up, dance. Okay, he's Tom the Brady, GOAT. Please. I get it. Blow it up. Okay, he's won seven ch- championships. I get it. What? Ten, Ten times. times. But he's been there 10 fucking times. He's still not won as much as many championships as Ric Flair. So once he gets in Ric Flair category, then I'll talk about him being the GOAT. But he's not there. He's got a long way to go. That's like overall, we're just talking about football here. (laughs) Nobody else tops Ric Flair. Well, he's got more money than Ric Flair. I, you know, you think I, more money? I know. all together collectively, no, even all the money he's lost throughout Rick Field's life, put it that way. No, so <laughs> Tom Brady is not a smart man, and I'll tell you why he's not a smart man. He kept taking pay cut after pay cut after pay cut to stay in New England, and what did New England do? They fucking shit on him. So he's not a smart man, he could be a lot richer. If he would have got paid what he was worth and knew his worth and didn't stay with Belichick, because clearly Belichick is not the mastermind everybody thought he was. Because look what uh, look what New England did without Brady. I'm just saying. Belichick sucks, and that's 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 why he took the pay cuts. Brady knew what he needed to win. Well, <sighs> fuck time, Brady. <laughs> Like we fuck, like but, fuck TikTok, fuck Tom Brady. Do you hear the rumors that Gronk might end up in Miami? Did you hear these rumors? Apparently, he has a died. That boy was my dog. Let's not put a damper on the episode. How about people dying? Um. So here's the next question: Since Matt Stafford went to the Rams. Who's going to the Colts? Because that's my B team in the AFC after the Bills is the Colts. Who's going to the Colts? You want to know how stupid the Eagles are? They turned down two second-round draft picks for Carson Wentz to go to Indianapolis. Carson Wentz, I loved Carson Wentz coming out of school. I loved him at Philly. He's broken up here in his head. Um that Super Bowls fucked him up. If you have an opportunity to get two second round draft picks, and mind you, most organizations second round draft picks turn into starters for years and years and years. You turn down two second round picks for Carson Wentz. I would you know much rather see game one. I'd much rather see Derek Carr in Indianapolis. I'd much rather see Fitz Magic in Indianapolis. Oh, Derek Carr is only like a $2 million cap hit if he's cut or released. No, I had a stoner moment. I thought you said David Carr. (laughs) No, Derek Carr. (laughs) David Carr was the worst quarterback. Well, he played. I was having flashbacks. He played Houston. That that organization 
we know even now is is horrible. But uh, Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle. It's going to be a fun offseason with fun drafts. With with these quarterbacks. They're talking now that's that going to be real talking what everybody Jerry goes, Jones but. might say fuck Dak Prescott and go out and get Russell Wilson to, <laughs> to bring him to Dallas. It's going to be fun. I know this is a wrestling podcast, but damn. We talked about football. football for 30 minutes. <laughs> well, you know, we these don't have to just talk wrestling. Brandon, what's been up with you now that you're back? Nothing. What did you guys assess was the computer glitch? I don't know. I'm trying to restart it right now. User error. Uh, it, it might be a shitty a shitty computer. And that's no knock against you because it, it was a shitty that computer. computer. That laptop gets around. That laptop does get around. Boy, <laughs> that, that laptop gets around. It was shitty when I had it. Used and shitty abused. when Josh had it. Now it's shitty when Brandon's got it. But <laughs> I guess it's better than having nothing, I guess. It's uh, better than the phone. That's the first technical issue for him. I mean, yeah. it's pretty positive. I, hell, I had a technical issue last week, and I've been doing this for a long time and never had a technical issue, except except when I about yeah. shit my pants. All the time. I about shit my pants when I thought I lost the uh, Grey Wolves interview when I lost power. That night. That was bad. Oh, that was intense. No, there's been times where I've almost actually shit my pants on the air, but you know. So out of nowhere, we had I saw lightning out of the corner of my eye outside, a big a big thunder, and boom, I went dark. When Jarris is cutting the fucking promo of his life, I was told. And Josh like, and Nick realized that I'm not there, and Nick probably almost shit his pants. I I I I just about did, man. It was like the greatest fucking 15 minute long promo. Like it was just story time, but it ended up turning into him busting it out as a promo. And I'm sitting here freaking out because the man who controls everything and records everything lost all power to the fucking show. Yeah, a little red dot disappeared. Yeah. I, thought, I thought we had lost everything. Like you know these 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 moments in time. You know, gotta knock on wood. We don't have it have it happen again. But uh, you know, and I was like, and then yeah, you guys reached out to me. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll be back on in a second. Why I'm freaking out over here thinking that was at to that time was one of the best interviews we we had going. Jimmy and Jared uh, were, and I am freaking out thinking I lost the last 45 minutes of content that we were doing with Jarris and Jimmy. But if you would have never have lost power that night, that interview with them two probably would have went down as like top five fucking interviews we've ever done since this podcast has been up and running. Maybe we would have had the Adam Wick Jarris match that he was looking for, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you that, that cause that he tore Adam Wick a new one is what crazy. I was told. Oh yeah, he did. I really wish I had like a backup recorder going so I could pull that fucking that sound bite up for everybody. So did everybody have a good Valentine's Day? I know Josh is single, loving the single life. Jordan, yeah, man, me and my couch got down and dirty. All right, I just was, slept all fucking day. Was Jordan there? Or did Jordan watch you get down and dirty with the couch? They probably tagged him. Yeah, 
OnlyFans. Yeah. I was on the lazy boy. He was on the couch. So Brandon, you were gone. I asked uh, Josh about that and, and or Jordan about that. He said he's still contemplating. He wants to get cut first in the gym before he starts his OnlyFans. So to be continued on the OnlyFans for Jordan. Understandable. So you get a tattoo though, Brandon. What are you getting? He's getting a huh. penis. Right, right on, on my forehead. Right on his cheek. Right on his cheek. Yeah. With the little the water squirting emoji coming out the front. That's Jordan. Semen. Well, if you want to say a like portrait that. of his favorite brother on his back. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. I uh, definitely not. So is everybody ready for all this to know? Hell yeah. Uh, you know, at least you guys are lucky, you know, you don't have a lot that you have to shovel at your at, I got your what do you mean? I gotta shovel like half the damn road. Your car driveway. Shit, we get plowed in. Do you want to come shovel my house? That's why. That's why I fucking shovel the road so I don't get plowed in. Yeah, we get we get plowed in too. What's the difference between We're on the shitty side of the road? All the snow comes to us. We don't have driveways. We just have side road fucking parking. Plowed hard. Plowed so hard, man. Just so much snow jammed in their hole. Really packing it in there. Fucking, fucking going. <laughs> so now we got Jordan and Nick gonna start at OnlyFans with adult content. Fuck it. Jordan be the cut guy. I'll be the guy with the dad bod. All right. Well, maybe I got anything else you want to talk about before we get off this one. Leaving it on that awkward fucking OnlyFans <laughs> note there. Just got all leave it on that one. I just leave want to say more time for Earl Joseph joining us today and telling us a little bit about his story and inviting us out like he did whenever they get rolling and going again. Yeah, that was That's fun. Another great we'll opportunity. We'll definitely get him back. You have to rock too. some new wave. Ride the wave. That's right. They got some new wave merch. Maybe we need to get us some new wave merch. Yeah, I like that baseball tee was rocking. I love them yeah. style of shirts. I wonder if yeah, New cool. Wave, we should have asked him, I wonder if New Wave has the Brain Busters, because that looks like a Brain uh, I think they, I don't know, I don't want to speak for them, yeah, but I, I think they have something like that. If you go to New Wave, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Like he said, literally type it in, and it'll be like the first thing that should pop up, honestly. Yeah, and you know what? He mentioned a lot of talent that we are familiar with that comes down there. And that's pretty exciting to us, you know, that, to see people that we know wrestle for these out-of-state promotions. But then I want to give a shout-out. He mentioned Jordan Dye. The first time we seen him was at Flophouse. And he was one that kind of really, Jordan. He, he really impressed me. You know, like, he he was probably one of one of my favorites down at Flophouse over the weekend. So Hands down, mine too. And he got better with each show. And he was at 1-2 and at the private stash. I mean, he deserved that win at the private stash. She tore that shit down. Good Jordan Die is another one I want to get on the podcast. So Jordan Die, if you're listening to this, we want to get you on the podcast. We'll reach out. We'll reach out for sure. I'll have my people contact your people, which is 
which I'll, is Brandon. I'll message you on Facebook. <laughs> Brandon message. So we have some great interviews lined up. Look, um, I'd open my phone, but I'd risk losing it and that. Yeah, don't. Yeah, we don't do that. We uh, have some great interviews lined up. Like I said, we can't say enough about Earl Joseph coming on. We're going to get him back on and talk some more wrestling. Hopefully, like he said, our paths will cross soon. Um, that was a good one. Next week will be some familiar faces coming on. We have a couple of guests coming on next week. But then after that, we're running with people that we haven't had on. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. Me too. Um, Me too. I love when we have new people on and we can try and get their story out there and have new people find them too. Some of my favorite things about going to these out-of-state shows is finding the new people. Favorite. Yeah, we and definitely have. Um, we got coming on are hot right now, man. They're, they're yeah. seeing in a lot of places, getting booked a lot of places. A lot of and some of them are wrestling around here locally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah and they're from out-of-state. So... But but next week's gonna be two familiar faces. Uh, but we're they've gonna... been on already too. Yeah, like I said, familiar faces. Both of them. Uh, both of them's been on. One of them's well, one of them several times with inter- or a couple times with interviews, and the other one's been on when we've been live. He always comes over and chats. Yeah, he us, always. So, so that's gonna be good. A lot of the flop house shows and the private stash. Yeah. All- yep. And then we got uh, some people that we've seen at flop house that we're going to get on. Um, and then another local Michigan talent who is expanding out and I'm seeing being booked on a lot of shows and yeah, up and coming right there. Yeah. So we got some good stuff coming up. So stay tuned for that. We got some names that you may not have heard if you're just a fan of Michigan independent wrestling and some names you have heard. Because a lot of them are coming to Michigan now, like Earl Joseph said, it's seen a lot of crossover between Indiana and Michigan. So, good Couple stuff. Indie scene. Yeah, Michigan and Indiana are both two awesome states for indie wrestling. Um, but yeah, go check out New Wave. Go check out IWR. Go check out Flop House, and um, get that IWTV content. Get you that fifteen days. Of uh, of stuff, we also had the first taping for Slam Demic this past weekend for RPW. Um, I talked to Chris Kohlenberg. He said it was a success, and they're looking forward to the night two of taping coming up here in a couple weeks with IWTV coming out later on in March for a Slam Demic, but uh. Which that looks like a fire card. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, they put out the full card. So the full card has been put out. Um, check out Ruthless Pro Wrestling's Facebook page and you'll find the uh, the full card. Um, I know the match that really interests us is the match that we're sponsoring. Um, Trey Miguel gets a title shot against Sam Beal. So no offense, but hopefully we get a new champion at Slam Demic going to be a banger. Yeah, either way, that match is going to be an absolute. It's going to be a banger. Schwartzy and Ace are going at it. We've seen them once. Uh, Josh and Brandon and I, I don't think Nick, no, Nick wasn't at that. It was the first TKW show. Schwartzy and Ace went at it. 
You got to remember when you're talking about seeing certain matches lately, I I'm not going to be there. I haven't been there. Well, it's actually kind of funny because, you know, Jordan's normally the one that's left out of the loop here, but some of the people that we got coming on, he actually knows or has seen and Dan and Gooch hasn't. Yeah, that's okay. Which normally it's vice versa. That's okay. kind of crazy. And he hasn't even <laughs> been here for like three months. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'll um, I'll, I'll just produce the show and let you guys take over. That. How's that sound? Like I said, that's no, loud. Dan. We like you too. You much, guys man. just need to come to the Mickey effort. Come well, to the like show. I said, Fuck work. Fuck work. Like Who needs I to said. work anyway? Um, it's called bills in reality. But uh, no, I don't think there's a problem with me, uh, me, uh, me shutting up and producing the show and letting you guys talk more. Nobody wants to hear my voice. They've heard it for what 108 episodes. I think everybody's tired of hearing me. For you, I think it's a lot easier said than so, done. Shut up. <laughs> still got another 108 to go, man. You're probably right, Gooch. But I mean. Uh, d- Correct me if I'm wrong, but the past two episodes, I'm just going to shut up and let my guys take care of it. Yeah. Two seconds in, Dan's talking for fucking 45 Catch. minutes. Dude, no, <laughs> he, go. he gives us exactly 60 seconds to say, to ask one question, and then he's just like, okay, my turn. Yeah, well, let's try I'm next week. I'm going to try next company. week to let you guys do it. Whoever's going to be on next week, I'm going to let you guys do it. You already know it's not gonna. It's our boys. Like that ain't gonna happen. Who we have on? There's no. Like that's the worst one you could have called. Is next week. (laughs) He won't. He won't because his boy. That's what I said. Both his boys. Yeah. Two of our favorites. I mean, there ain't no way. None of us. We're gonna be. We're probably gonna be talking over each other. Gonna be a fight. So the one guy that's cut. I don't. I don't know if we should say who's coming on yet or not, but one oh. guy that was on, he's been on, I interviewed him once really early on in the podcast, and he cut this promo on MM3, had me believing he was going to whoop MM3's ass. And that match was phenomenal. Um, I probably just gave it away on who's coming on, but. Uh, Talking about that match, that that was the craziest ending move I've never seen. That the move that MM3 used to put him down, oh. how he crossed his legs and put him into like some weird fucking like power bomb or to, like tombstone or some shit like. Yeah, that. it was it was badass. Jordan has no idea who we're talking about, which is good. Probably ever listener yeah, no, like, oh, Jordan. Jordan knows half the team. Probably ever every listener is like, oh well, if it's. One of Dan's favorites, and they're talking about this guy. Oh, I oh, I know who's coming on next week. Um, but no, I'm gonna do my best to shut up and let you guys do it. It is what it is. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares, man. It's good. I think it's good. It's good. It's good. Well, I keep saying that, and I need to actually do it though. I need to shut up and let you guys take it. So I might be like you guys said, next week might be a bad week to say I'm gonna do that, but <laughs> Might be. Let's see what I can do. So I'll shut up. Like I said, eight hundred eight episodes. People are done with me. Uh, they, uh, they want to hear Josh and Brandon and Jordan and Nick. Oh yeah, these beautiful voices. 
with the three out of five of us that are actually out getting around. I think they just want to hear Josh Jordan Big Kaz. Yeah, so why don't the next episode, it's Josh Jordan and Big Kaz. And um, Nick and, and Dan take the night off. Again, you're not going to be able to take the night off on the next interview. I know, I'm, I'm the producer. It ain't pro wrestling edge if it ain't all of us. Believe that. I'm with that. Brandon said. Amen. I'm down with that too. All right. The five amigos. Yeah. So, but so this weekend we got some hot wrestling. Get out Friday night, go see PWA. Saturday, go see TKW. And then again, Sunday, Pro Wrestling All-Stars of Detroit has another show. Get out and see them. There's going to be some great wrestling. Has Great Lakes announced? that? I saw something went out that they're going to announce. Have they announced the show yet? No, I actually haven't seen anything from them. I, I, I seen that they were going to make an announcement, and then either I might have missed it. Don't, don't hate on me, but I didn't see nothing from them lately. I, I won't hate on you. I'll Nick might for, for that Wisconsin comment, but I won't. It ain't nothing. For far. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, where, are we done where with can this we one? Find you at? Nobody wants to hear me. Nobody wants to hear him. Didn't you just preach for the last five minutes? <clears throat> Josh, listen, where can they find you? Man, you can find me at Twitter at OriginalBro19, Instagram JRut19, Josh Kowski on Facebook. You can find us on PW Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Pro Wrestling. No, and Facebook. Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, if God. You really want to hit us up. And Jaybird, where can they find you at? New Twitter account that's all about wrestling all day. Uh, all, Jay, all day long. Jay lost his bird. And uh, the Gooch, where can they find you at? You guys can find me on Twitter at Nick Has One, uh, Instagram at PWE The Gooch, on Facebook at my name, Nick Has Lucas. And since Josh wants to be an overachiever, you can find the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, any of your major streaming devices. Big Kaz, where can they find you at? You can find me on Facebook, Brandon Kazalukas. Hit me up on there. Dan O'Mac. Nobody gives a fuck where they can find me. I want to hear it. Nobody gives a fuck where they can find me. I think it's like Dan O'Mac on Twitter. Dan O'Mac. If they look Dan O'Mac, they're going to find a lot of yeah, people. So, like Dan yep. O'Mac. Something like that. <laughs> Not going to lie. Something like that. Yeah, I nobody bet you cares. I look at my notes, I it written down somewhere. Nobody cares. Shout out. I want to give him a shout out. Uh, did Brandon and Nick freeze? No. Uh, no. They look like they were froze. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll wrap this one up. And Earl Joseph said it best. Now you're stuck with me. Peace. <laughs>